the comic book pit. Okay. Welcome to the Comic Book Pit Podcast, episode 363. I'm Dan, and with me tonight we've got Sean. Hello. Kate. Hi. And Link. Hey. And here at the Comic Book Pit, every week we read comics and talk about various topics, usually but not always comic related. And here's a spoiler warning. This is a review show. And we take care not to give too much away about the books we read, but sometimes it happens throughout the course of discussion. So, as if 2020 wasn't shitty enough. (laughs) 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 I mean, the hits just keep on coming. Then this this week, or you know, has been one of the harder ones. When we, uh, I I mean, I, I know I I was completely blown away when I first saw the news that Chadwick Boseman had died. Yeah. Um, I mean, first of all, and I, I, I feel like I'm not alone in this. Um, I didn't even know that he was battling cancer. Yeah, no, I think they kept that. A yeah. Secret. Yeah. No one did. I mean, yeah. talk about one of the best kept secrets in Hollywood. I mean mm-hmm. that I, there, there was never even a hint of that. The only, and the only thing that I saw after the fact was, I guess, you know, there had been some, and I don't even know how recent maybe these photos were, but there were photos of him looking very uh, like he had lost a lot of weight Mm -hmm. and, you know, some fans or some people on the internet as, as typical, you know, made, you know, cruel jokes or just, you know, said, you know, what's wrong with, you know, Chadwick Boseman or he looks terrible or whatever. And, and well, yeah, he had like stage three colon cancer. Mm Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a, a, a terrible blow. I feel like to, to ev- I mean, to everyone on, on so many levels. Yeah, no, it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> There's no other way <laughs> like to say it. F. I yeah. mean, it's, I mean, the guy was finally hitting his stride yeah. like, actor wise. Like he finally made like a big enough exposure. I'm not saying like his previous roles weren't like big enough. I mean, he played Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. But like Black Panther kind of like made him the household name. Like they didn't like when he passed away, they didn't say like, oh, hey, you know, Je- here comes 42. Mm-hmm. You know, they said, mm-hmm. you know, Wakanda forever. Cause he mm. was just that good. And it's, um, I mean, it's sad to see him go, especially it's like after that, such a big hit. And like, I was kind of, I was actually really hope affording looking after this COVID stuff to see him in black Panther too. And, you know, cause him and Ryan Coogler just seemed like they were really good fit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, aside from his, his body of work. I mean, the, the impact that he had on, uh, on children, uh, you know, seeing this, 
this uh, black superhero on the big screen and, you know, representing them. I mean, just can't, it's can't be, it's like there aren't enough words to describe how important that was. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And he embodied it. He even went so far just to figure out how a African dialect without, um, I guess, English meddling, or colonization. I'm sorry. Yeah, just call them colonizers. It's how they do <laughs> <Yeah>. in films. <laughs> like how it would sound. And, you know, I I feel like he nailed it pretty well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a real class act. And he was the epitome of trying to bring about representation. He cared a lot about the body of work that he put out. You know, I, I, I feel bad in that. I wasn't wasn't aware of how much he had done prior to becoming to being cast as Black Panther. I mean, I mm-hmm. I I think I knew that he was Jackie Robinson. Um, I didn't know that he played James Brown. That he also played uh, Thurgood Marshall. Yeah. And he's you know, and, and prior to. Uh, getting online tonight, you know, I, I just, I was just curious. And I took a, took a swipe at his page on IMDb and went all the way back to, you know, through his, his, his acting credits. And I'm like, man, he has been in a lot of stuff. And uh, my wife and I just, we, we just finished watching um, the show justified on FX. I, it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite shows and she had never seen it and we were looking for something. So we watched it. Uh, I didn't even realize he had been in an episode of justified until oh, like, wow. we had just oh, literally cool. watched this show. And I see one of his credits is an episode of justified. And I was like, who was he in justified? <laughs> like what? And like, now I want to go back and just rewatch that episode just to see him. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I didn't, I, I didn't even recognize him. But yeah, the just the, the 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 body of work that he's he's put out and and that he was taken at such a relatively young age. I mean, forty three. That yeah. he, he might as well have been twenty three. Yeah, at, at, you know, at, in this day and age, I mean, forty three is is still extremely young. And to think that what he had ahead of him, the the work that he he could you know he could have done is just really. It's, it's, uh, it's sad. It's, it's like, yeah, you know, fuck cancer. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But he left behind a great legacy. He was a true King. It wasn't just Mm -hmm. Wakanda forever. And now that we know what he battled, what he went through to film all of those grueling movies. Oh yeah. And how in the midst of all of it, he was still making sure to do charity work. Mm Mm-hmm. He is a god among men. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, the I mean the the outpouring of, uh, of of you know the people that came out and all the tributes and all the things online, the photo tributes, the video tributes, the the people that he's worked with that that you know went online to just you know extol his virtues and his, you know, just how great of a person he was. I mean, it's just very touching. Mm-hmm. Won't be anybody like him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, not that I would, uh, you know, even 
thing to suggest like, oh, well, who's going to be Black Panther now? But it really does. It, it, it introduces an, you know, an interesting conundrum now for, for, uh, you know, the oh, yeah. Marvel studios, yeah. you know, I mean, clearly they, there, there's not, there's never going to be another Chadwick Boseman. So, you know, now they, um, you know, uh, have the unenviable task of deciding what to do with that property and with that character, you know, do they just let it be as is, or do they can try to continue with it? Um, I did so. see a good uh, theory that they should just let it go. Mm-hmm. Like just let Chadwick's Bozeman's um, uh, black Panther T'Challa just pass on. And they uh, let Shuri take the role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I think was it like in the comics? I think she was yeah, like black Panther for a minute. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I was kind of on board with that. Like I, I love Chagos Bozeman as black Panther. I really wanted to see him, what they were planning on doing with the second uh, installment. Like mm-hmm. I was really hoping for that. Um, but this definitely uh, makes it interesting to see what they go. Um, I kind of am hit or miss. Like I kind of don't want them to refill the role, but also I'd be I, surprised I, if I wouldn't they mind. Would him. That would be weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but then again, I mean, Marvel hasn't done that before. I mean, look at uh, uh, Don Cheadle. Yeah, but that wasn't because of like a death or anything. So it's you know, true. Yeah, true. Well, yeah. Not only that, I mean, uh, this is a this is a a high profile character. It'd be like trying to replace Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Evans. You know, I I just I don't think at this point. I mean, even though Chadwick Boseman hasn't played the character as long as either of those actors, the impact that he had on the role and in the the greater MCU is, you know, I, I don't think another actor could uh, or should step into those shoes uh, un- unless they were to take the, you know, again, take it in a completely different direction and introduce Shuri as, um, as, you know, as taking up the mantle of black of black Panther or um, who is the other, the other, I, I even think the other woman, um, uh, the other character, because she, um, I think her name's like Lupita. She was yes. in this is us or something like that. Yeah. Um, because, uh, you know, whereas Shuri is more like more the intellectual more the scientist, um, that, that other character, she was actually like an agent of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Like she was kind of like a, like a Wakandan secret agent or something like that. So, you know, she would maybe have the physical, chops to 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 step into that role but anyway uh, I, you know not to yeah get too nerdy on it like <laughs> but uh, anyway um yeah it's it's a it, it really like i said it was really a um a shock to uh to, to hear that he passed and he certainly will not be forgotten and, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like we were lucky to to have him as Black Panther for the short time we did. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So um, anyone want to move on to something? <laughs> something more upbeat. <laughs> something more upbeat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before I start crying. <laughs> well, uh, uh, speaking of Marvel, 
I can segue into talking about Mr. and Mrs. X. Sure. So I finished uh, the run this morning, and there's 12 issues by one of my faves, Kelly Thompson. And this book was quite a wild ride. It was definitely what you would expect from Rogue and Gambit getting married and having a honeymoon and bunch of people trying to seek revenge against them. There's even a cameo from Deadpool. Huh. Uh, this came out, what, uh, two, two years ago, something like that. I know uh, you probably don't look at the dates, but I, it was pre it's pre whatever's going on in X-Men right now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. There was a huge attention to detail and little things. Um, just randomly, uh, Gambit had three cats, hmm. and it links laughing. The names were Oliver, uh, Lucifer, and Figaro, and I was instantly geeking out because those are really famous Disney cat names. Um, <laughs> just little things like that that they didn't have to throw in, but they did, and it just added tons of little details like that, just added so much more to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you definitely felt like Kelly Thompson enjoyed writing these characters. Yeah, no, I think I think in her Rogan Gambit series, she talked about how much of a '90s X-Men kid she was. Yes. Um, and that in Rogan Gambit, we're definitely like the '90s X-Men. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they were kind <laughs> of like, they won't they thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was like, and it was truly like. I mean, the the idea of will they won't they was like turn up to eleven because they literally oh, yeah. they literally could not touch each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm a I'm, I've been a big Gambit fan again since the '90s since he first appeared, and his, their whole flirty back and forth was always kind of fun to read, you know. So it was. Uh, yeah, and, and it's like you always wanted them to kind of end up together, but you knew like tragically, I'm like, oh my god, how could they? How could they ever be together? How could I, how could Rogue ever be with anyone? Mm-hmm. You know. So how did they? How did they resolve that? Or or don't they? That you might know. I mean, in a sense, it's complicated. They do resolve it, and they don't resolve it. Um, Beast definitely has a hand in some technology that helps. Well, there's like a dampening collar for her powers that they did that. Yeah. So like she could wear some jewelry that would turn off her abilities. Oh, okay. Um, but there was, I think even before that, like I think during X-Men Legacy, like when Mike Carey was writing it back in the day, I think he fixed Rogue. He was like, all right, Rogue's got more control over her powers and like how, how like if she hurts people, if she touches them. And like they, they tried to like, you know, lean off that that tragic aspect of her to give her more like you know freedom and ability to interact with people right mm-hmm. but they lean back into they that do lean back into it yeah quite a bit um and it's unclear with what's happening if she could still like vaporize someone by touching them but her powers are definitely out of control for a good portion of the book oh yeah that's right the, i think this book even ends where her powers are wacky right or something like that she's more able to manage them but yes they are not 100 percent under control because i i don't you didn't read everything right so i don't want to spoil anything by accident but i think they already addressed that 
she absorbs her powers not through touch anymore? Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in this. Yeah, like she can just just be near somebody and then just start siphoning off their their oh, powers wow. and abilities. At least as of now, who knows what um, Hickman did, but <laughs> that might be all and void at this mm-hmm. point. But um, and you definitely get a feel for. Uh, like Link said, how Kelly Thompson was a 90s X-Men kid because they do a lot of work to actually work in the 90s costumes. Yep. And I was someone who my first uh, introduction to the X-Men was actually the Anna Paquin movie. So I didn't see the cartoons or anything growing up. Um, And obviously being married to Link, I've been exposed to all of it over the years. Um, And I've been reading the comics since uh, we've been together, but getting to see more of that was really cool for me. Um, It just, everything about it, you could tell, like I said, Kelly Thompson just really enjoyed writing it. And then there was a very lovely uh, send off on the letters page. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yep. So, so is it is it a it, it's a it's written as a finite series or what did it just end? I think it ended because Hickman was coming in and like all the X books ended because mm-hmm. the uh, powers of X and House of X was going to happen. So oh, they were like, okay. okay, we're done. We're the X Men project's done. Hickman's coming in with a big idea, um, and then Kelly Thompson, I think, moved on to Deadpool after this. What? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, did, did, is Kelly Thompson the one that also took over Jessica Jones from Bendis? Yes. Yep. Okay. I thought I, I, I thought I read something from her and I, I do like her writing, so I might have to check this out. Yeah. It's, it's good. Um, there, it's only 12 issues. Yeah. There's miss the, the lead up to it. I think is called Rogan Gambit. Yes. And then, and that was like a four issue mini series that she wrote. And then she got to do Mr. And Mrs. X. Okay which was them as like, they, they were supposed to be like spies, basically. It's kind of like what they were kind of trying to write it as like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith thing. Gotcha. At least it's the, the, that the, makes sense. the vibe I got that she was aiming for. It doesn't always end up that way. No, but, but now that you say that, I could definitely see that. Oh, cool. Okay. Since uh, you, you were talking about Gambit's pets and, and we were, we were having a little of a pre pre-show discussion about pets I can uh, transition nicely into my uh, my favorite read from this week. It was um, to see. It, this is the uh, digital deceased uh, um, book that's going on right now. It's uh, deceased hope at world's end, and it's uh, number eight. And this this focuses on the super pets, which. Okay. I was I was I was really kind of apprehensive going into because you know the deceased is about you know it's 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 essentially it's yeah. a zombie story happening in the in the DC universe and you know a lot of these uh stories have not had happy endings. So I'm like great this is all I need is to have like a like a <laughs> yeah. like a, like a we 3 yeah, the crypto situation. zombie dog yeah just to back up a little bit. So the, the deceased at the hope at world's end digital uh, comic is, is kind of a neat, almost like a side side project. It's still Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor has been like writing all of the deceased books. 
And every dis, every digital comic is almost like a an individual, like a standalone story. Sometimes it's a like a two part story. It'll be like two two issues, mm-hmm. but they are like side stories that either like stories that happened, um, almost like in between the panels of either like the 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 main deceased book, or there was that uh, deceased. Unkillables three issue miniseries from this from earlier this year that had um, um, Jason Todd and Commissioner Gordon and like the like it was the people that were still trapped in Gotham mm-hmm. and oh wow and so so this this one the um, this takes place in the um, again kind of like in between the panels of the Unkillables story and. It focuses on a a little girl who was um, if, if if you didn't read the Unkillables three issue miniseries, it was about this group of survivors that was again trapped in Gotham, and it was mostly a bunch of ch- uh, children, and they were being watched after by the Red Hood, Jason Todd, um, Commissioner Gordon, uh, Ravager, I think is isn't that that's Deathstroke's daughter, right? Ravager. Yeah. Um, Deathstroke was also there. Um, Bane, Creeper, like, uh, like essentially a bunch of, a bunch of villains, but they were all watching over these children. It was a really kind of heartwarming. Yeah. It was kind of a really heartwarming story. I would highly recommend it. And at the end or like the last issue, this isn't really spoiling anything, but they, um, they they find out that there is a sanctuary within Gotham. It's it's poison ivy has essentially overgrown this section of Gotham to be this like almost like a Garden of Eden where where the dead cannot they can't get through. And it's a it's like a it's like a sanctuary. It's a haven. So they load up everyone onto this bus like a school bus, and that's like the last issue is like the fight to get from. Uh, I think it was Bloodhaven to Gotham. Well, in this deceased um, Hope at World's End, this um, one of the kids from that story gets left behind, and and the super pets. Well, uh, they don't all show up at once, but um, Detective Chimp and Ace the Bat Hound show up and save her, and then. They're like, we got to get her out of here. Like the um, the animals can talk to each other in, yeah. in, in this in this world in this story, but it's like not full sentences. It's more like mm-hmm. just kind of emoting, but you know, to each other. And they're like, we got to get her out of here. We, we got to get her to you know to the garden. And along the way, they find um, a comet. The uh, which was Supergirl's horse. Oh, yep. And they 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 put the little girl and you know on and Detective Chimp on the on the back of the horse and they're running through the streets and aces you know tearing people up and and uh, just as they're they're getting surrounded, um, Crypto shows up and it's just you know again like every every moment. Every page, every panel, I'm like, please don't let any of these animals die. Like, I can't handle that this week. 
you know, like not this week, <laughs> please let them all uh, get there yeah. safely. And um, it does have a happy ending. I'll say that, but this um, man, like Tom Taylor, you know, I, I, I I'm already a, a fan of his, but like, holy shit, he can, he could write like he, he, he can write animals. <laughs> I yeah. mean, is and it was, it was, it really was like kind of like a, like a we three emotional level type of thing where within a short amount of pages, you really um, like the, the amount of uh, protection and love that this, these animals have for this little girl is just like makes your heart swell. And, you know, they would, it's like, it's pure instinct, but they like, they would never let, like, they will never let anything happen to this little girl. And, you know, and they have one mission and that's to get her to, to safety. And, um, and the, uh, the artist, uh, Carl, uh, Carl Mostert, I've, I've never heard of before, but you know, that's the other thing. And in, in comics, like it's kind of like a running joke. Like, the, the two things that um, comic artists hate to draw are cars and animals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, he does a really good job, like making them look like actual animals, like dogs and horses and, you know, uh, and the chimp. Awesome. Um, it was really good. It, it really, it was, it was, it was a story I needed uh, this week. You took a gamble. Yes. <laughs> And it was, uh, like I said, it, and it, it has a good ending. It was, uh, it was well worth it. Cool. Uh, I guess I can segue to from I, that kind of. I, I just maybe. wanted to point out that we were all quiet for a minute, and we could literally hear crickets. <laughs> oh, that's probably my window. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Gee, thanks. <laughs> tough crowd. Tough crowd. <laughs> Uh, I will try to segue from zombies and stuff with Strange Academy 2, which is Harry Potter in the Marvel Universe. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, it's Jason Aaron writing that, or is, am I totally off? No, Scotty, Scotty Young. Scotty Young. Okay, wow. Oh, right. Still double off. And, okay. And, uh, is it still Umberto Ramos? Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, yep. Um, which kind of drew me at first because i was like oh like as soon as i saw the ad for the first issue i was like oh i gotta get that because i i generally like those two people Mm -hmm. i don't have too much of their work but i've always respected their work through the years so when i heard that they were both being on the same book i was like oh i definitely got to check that out so i mean it's not much like the first issue i really liked it was like you know it's your basic setup like hey Mm -hmm. we want you know magic people to you know, know the things that we should know as magic people. And then this second issue um, was very delightful. And um, it was kind of like running through their day. Like they're going through the periods, like, you know, first periods, this, and they have PE and they run into like all their teachers. And I mean, it's generally a pretty good one. I mean, it, it seems kind of more like it didn't add, to what they're trying to add. Like the first one, I feel like they're adding like this little bit of thing that 
wants to like a little bit of a carrot to yeah. keep you reading. So this didn't add on to it, but it was generally pretty good. I generally liked it. And Humberto Ramos's art is always magnificent as always. So yeah, I, like I, it. I assume the second issue probably elaborates more on who all the new kids are. Yeah. More personality. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool because I mean I I liked a lot of the concepts that they came up with in the first issue, so I look forward to reading it. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. Uh, I even got to see the the frost giant talk, so I was like, oh, oh okay. In the, <laughs> well, in the first one, I was like, does he talk or does he just kind of like yeah. gesture and stuff? And then all of a sudden, he starts talking in this one, and I'm like, okay, I dig that. That's cool. Okay, but yeah, I mean, it was a pretty quick read. Um. I can't really st- say anything else about it outside of that. Like it was just, you know, a fun thing. Like I, I'm not too up on my Marvel mythology. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how the ancient one is still hanging around when I thought he was <laughs> dead. Who knows? But I'm like, okay, I accept that. Or this guy, I think he's like one of the mindless ones. And I'm like, uh, okay. I'll accept that too. So, but I do like uh, Brother Voodoo showing up. Well, I guess his name's Doctor Voodoo, and I like that. So that's pretty cool. Oh, so I forgot that he was one of the. Uh, he was like he's like one of the teachers, right? Or he's the headmaster or something. Yeah, he's like the Dumbledore. So, <laughs> so he kept his doctorate. He didn't. He didn't go back to being Brother Voodoo because I know you replaced. He became Doctor Voodoo when he replaced Doctor Strange as the. Yeah, that's right. For a minute. I think he's going by doctor. That's awesome. Yeah, I want to say he's still going by doctor, but I'm not sure. I can't remember what the first issue has, and I put in that in my box. So, sure. So, 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 Link, are you saying he's 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 not a real doctor like doctor like doctor Pepper like doctor Pepper is not a real doctor? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I don't know how you get your doctorate in uh, the Marvel universe. It might be different. I mean, if you become the Sorcerer Supreme, I guess you can have whatever honorific you want, right? See, I always kind of figure it's more like hip-hop, where they just kind of like <laughs> call themselves Doctor. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, sure, Doctor Strange just so happenly be a Doctor, but if you look at Doctor Doom, you're like, but are you really a Doctor? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I think... Mean, we'll- well, Dim, he is a. I mean, he he went to college with 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 Reed. They're <laughs> they're both we're gonna get they're both doctors, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Strange is also a doctor, right? But he got, the, oh, and there's Doctor Druid. Is Doctor Druid's a doctor? Doctor Druid's a doctor. <laughs> Go to college, kids. Do- <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like now we have to do a deep dive, like off off air, to find out how many doctors there are in the Marvel yeah. universe. <laughs> Good bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, Peter, Peter Parker technically was a doctor for a minute. Was he? Was he? It's Doctor Octopus got him his degree. Oh, was, yeah, but then, the, and then they then they like take they, they, it back. They did take something. it back. They took it back because they found they, he, they said he plagiarized or something. Plagiarized, oh. yeah. But for for a oh, hot yeah. minute, he was Doctor Parker. Oh, Doctor Octopus. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and and uh, and and the lizard, he's a doctor, Dr. Yep. Kirk Connors. Oh, a lot yeah. of supervillain doctors. I don't know what that really is. Oh, we wait, could, but we go all night. Doctor. Who? Thor. Thor, Thor was yeah. a doctor. Dr. Yeah. Donald Blake. 
we just keep we just keep oh this train God. going. That's what the podcast is. We're just listing doctors <laughs> just now. Listing, <laughs> listing fictional doctors. <laughs> dot com. <laughs> oh my goodness! So you pull up the big Wikipedia article. <laughs> you know that's what I'm googling. I'm sure there is. I'm, Although I'm you kind of got to ask yourself now, it's like what happened as they became doctors that made them evil. You're just right, like, yeah. did they just have like that one patient? They're just like, no, oh, I just can't John, stand you. John, it was probably their student loans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and Jane, Jane like, Foster is uh, a yeah. doctor now. Yep. Oh, yeah. It reminded me Moonstone's a doctor. Yeah, she is. Oh, is she? Yep. Doc, Dr. Carla Sofen. So. Oh, that's right. That's right. I she's like a, Moonstone. She's a psychologist, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh, Dr. Leonard Sampson. <laughs> Dr. Oh, Bruce yeah. Banner. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, Reed Richards. I'm surprised the they haven't made a, a doctor-themed Avengers team yet. <laughs> That's just, it could be like a medical drama TV show, like Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Sean, you got you, you to gotta draw us a piece of art that have has some of the, <laughs> you know. Nice. <laughs> Marvel Medical coming to you this <laughs> fall. <laughs> oh man. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, I'm Wait, still th- I'm still thinking of Doctor. Isn't that Actually, I was thinking- Doctor Strange's origin story? Yes. Like he yes. lost his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's yeah. a surgeon. Yeah. I mean, do you become a doctor if you're a surgeon? Yes. Yeah. Oh, you have to be I a doctor, know. be a surgeon. Yeah. You have to cut Who, people Who's open. doing surgery? Sean, you can't, Sean, <laughs> Sean, you can't, oh, I don't know. You can't even fill out an application. <laughs> hey, my wife takes like sound pictures of your heart. Yeah, she's she, not a doctor, okay. but she's a, a very good technician. Maybe yeah, surgeons yeah, back in the day point. were technicians. Well, I, I feel like before they let you put your hands into someone's body, <laughs> <laughs> they, they kind of <laughs> want you to be a doctor. That's where they draw the line. Yeah. <laughs> like hands on the outside of the body is one thing hands on the inside of the body that's something else that's true she did say that when she was taking echo sounds of my heart she was like i can't actually look in your heart i had to have a doctor and i'm like okay that's that's cool <laughs> okay now now professor xavier is only a professor he's not a doctor right i, I feel like correct but or what's the he... difference between a doctor and a professor well, a professor is, I guess that's just an academic term, but I mean. Yeah, that's a fancy teacher. Yeah. I mean. But sometimes you can be a professor and a doctor. Yeah. He, he could have gotten uh, his doctorate. I don't know. Maybe he was a doctor in genetics. Wasn't he like, doesn't he have like a background in genetics or something? Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's a doctor. Uh, he could. It's just a side hobby because he's psychic. Oh, wait, hang on. In the USA, the title of professor is given to people that have a PhD and are teachers at any academic level. Oh, okay. You do have Uh to be a doctor to be a professor. But wait a minute. But is it a self-proclaimed professor uh, professor because he started his own school? Because he made his own school, he can just... like he he didn't teacher at any academic level, so it works. Yes, I guess the government or somebody had to assign him a degree. Yeah. Because he did study him and I, I thought him and Magneto both have PhDs. I'm looking. I might be wrong. Uh, yeah. I don't know if right. Magneto, Magneto might not. I feel like Magneto didn't. I think he didn't. I, he, I, he I feel like 
he was more of a party. I think yeah. he was a party bro. He yeah. was a college <laughs> dropout. Yeah. Like Doom. Him and Doom just like dropped out. Like, man, fuck this institution. We'll start our own doctorate. It will be awesome. I think, um, I think, uh, go, I'm, I'm looking at my, my copy of Alpha Flight number one, and I think Guardian, I think, is a doctor. Um, what's his name? Um, Mc, uh, Hudson McNeil. No, Mc, oh, what's his name? I got, I, I'm, you're on your own with Alpha Flight. I'm blanking. Yeah. I look it up Although too. I thought about Dr. Hank McCoy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Certainly. Yep. Yeah. Kate's over here furiously. Like, where did Professor X get his degree? Well, it literally <laughs> said, the Wikipedia said he got a professorship in genetics. Is that a thing? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it can be. What's a professorship? So uh, I don't know. Professor. PhD? He did get degrees in genetics and biophysics. I don't know. He is a doctor, though. Okay. Oh. Well, I'm, I'm glad this is clear that he's not, <laughs> not malpracticing. <laughs> oh no. Okay. James James McDonald Hudson. He was he was an engineer and a scientist, but they don't actually call him a doctor. So I don't. Care. Yeah. If you're just a scientist, that doesn't necessarily mean you're a doctor. It just means you work in a science lab. Correct. Doing science. Yeah. Things. <laughs> but a lot, a lot of the times in the Marvel universe, it seems scientists are doctors just because why not? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Shaman from uh, Alpha Flight was a doctor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is amazing. <laughs> well, I think um, if I remember right, when I used to read X-Men, I think there was another one. She was kind of like a new X-Men. I think her name was like Cecile or something like that. She was a doctor. I think her mutant power know, was alien. Talking about. That sounds yeah. familiar. Yep. I, know who, I, I vaguely remember who you're talking about. Tune in next week when we <laughs> dive into DC Universe Doctors. <laughs> yeah. There's Harleen Quinzel. There's... <laughs> <laughs> There's Doctor Midnight. Actually, I'm just gonna say all of Batman's rogues. Yeah, it's just like, most of the Batman gallery are evil scientists. There's Doctor Fate. <laughs> is yeah. Doctor Fate a real doctor, or is he just just have a cool that's name? One of those things, yeah. Were there? Did they just steal it because of Doctor Strange? Or well, I guess I'm sure Doctor Fate was first. But Doctor, I think Doctor Fate was first because I think he was introduced in the Golden Age. Yeah, I, always, yeah. I assume almost everything is. Yeah, Doctor Fate was in the JSA. But then again, I mean, Doctor Strange is kind of like, I don't want to call it generic, but it's like one of those generic names. So there probably yeah. was a Doctor Strange in the Golden Age that, you know, became defunct and then Marvel like swooped up. Like there was a bad guy in Iron Man that had the name of Doctor Strange. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Before Doctor Strange that we know and love came along. So, Doctor, Doctor Leslie Tompkins. Ah, yeah. There you go. All right, we better we, we better cut it off before we <laughs> before we spend the next hour rattling. Just move on the nurse and be like, there's night nurse. There's... <laughs> you know, when we're done tonight, every one of us is gonna like start making a list of all the fictional doctors we you know. Uh, like, yeah. This person was a uh, a technician for. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, echocardiography. They, they worked at MIT in, in robotics. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! Isn't like Riri Williams that? Who? Uh, 
I don't know if she has her doctorate, but she she was going to MIT, I think. I missed it. Who was that? Uh, Riri Williams, Ironheart. Oh, okay. Yeah, that I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I haven't really caught anything besides headlines with her. Yeah. And then I was hearing backlash, and I just kind of rolled my eyes because I was sure. like, "Really, guys? Really? You're that's really?" How it, that's how it is. Although the one thing, and I'll admit to this, um, a friend of mine just like forwarded me like a uh, like an article about um, Robert Downey Jr. not reprising being Iron Man, and I was yeah. like, you know, I I was like, yeah, I mean, he kind of had like that significant death, like for him yeah, to come back. The most yeah, like, is a cameo and a flashback. Maybe. Yeah, like I would be or cool we'll with just that. Use that sweet CG technology to make him look young. Yeah, or like an AI, like you know, yeah. he's like if they bring in Riri Williams. I do think if they bring her in, it would be cool to have him as the AI. Exactly. But mm-hmm. uh, but I I have to admit, like I still am not on board with her her name, like her code yeah. name Ironheart, because I said like it sounds like a Yinzer uh, Care Bear. <laughs> I love it so yep. much now. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I'm glad that they didn't name her like Iron Man Two or yeah, or Iron Iron Iron, 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 Iron Girl, Girl or like she needs yeah. to stand on her own as a character in her own name and her own persona. But I don't know. I can think of like a hundred different names which I yeah. can't think of right now. Besides Iron Heart, but mm-hmm. hey. I don't get paid to do this. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't even know how to segue from any of this. So I'm <laughs> it's okay. I, I think we're beyond that at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I had two books I wanted to talk about. Um, the one I, I, I'll talk about it very briefly because I've talked about Chew a couple of times recently on the show. Um, but this is Chew number one, C H U. Um, it's it's written by John Lehman, who did who wrote the original series, and then uh, the art's by Dan Boltwood, um, who is the original artist for the series. It's a it's a new person they got. Um, it's like a weird prequel to the Chew franchise, featuring um, the main character's uh, younger sister, who happened who we might have known this from the Chew book. I don't even remember anymore at this point. Um, but she is a criminal who also has food-based powers. Um, and so this, the first issue of this is a heist book um, where they're all planning their heist and eating food and blah, 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 to like get all their superpowers to do this heist. And it's, it's cool. It's fun. It's neat. Um, something goes wrong during the heist, as, as is like to happen sometimes. Um, and, I mean, that's, that's all I guess I have to say about it is uh, if you like Chew – you're probably reading this anyways, but if you were interested in Chew and never got into it, you could probably just pick this up and check it out, especially if heists are your kind of thing or like a, a more criminal angle to it as opposed to like the, the police procedural angle that Chew was. Mm. Um, cool. And yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, the way that John Lehman described it was it is the better call Saul to the Breaking Bad of the Chew universe. So it it, oh, it falls in that okay. realm of nice. Yeah, there's crossover, but it's not like a direct tie-in to Chew. But there'll be overlapping characters here and there, as you get to see what they were up to like before Chew happened and before the uh, the great um, bird flu pandemic, <laughs> which seems so quaint to bring yeah. up right now. 
<laughs> yeah, like like years ago when the the first volume of Chew came out, we're like, bird flu? What? That's crazy. Yeah. Nothing like that would ever happen. Or a the, pandemic? The great, what? The great poultry outlaw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so yeah, Chew's cool. The thing I did want to talk about, which I kind of bought on a whim, was uh, Big Girls, which is also another image book, because I guess that's all I'm reading nowadays is image <laughs> books. Um, and this is also the number one. It's uh, by Jason Howard. He does the art and the writing for it. Um, it's an interesting idea. Um, it basically is... Uh, something happens in the world that affects people on some genetic level and all of the, at, at the age of three, your child, I guess, if it's a boy will mutate into a crazy destructive monster. And if it's a girl, uh, she will turn into like a giant 50 foot woman badass. And so in this universe, they have these giant women um, kind of protecting the world sort of in a, like a Pacific rim style against these, these giant creature things that the guys turn into that are called jacks um, like Jack and the beanstalk. Ha ha. Um, but it, it's, it's a cool idea. There's some cool action set pieces. The, um, and there's like it, as far as I can tell in the, this first issue, there's like literally one little town that's called like, like the preserve, I think is what it's called or like the safe haven, some, something like that. Um, and so that's basically what the book's about. It, it kind of delves a little bit into the world building and there's, you know, watching the, the giant, uh, woman, I think her name's Ember, uh, beating the shit out of some creepy monsters and stuff. And there's like an, some ulterior thing going on behind the scenes where like at the end of the first issue, it's revealed that like, oh, there, there, there's some like subversive movement to like allow people to keep their, their male children because if they have whatever gene, I don't think it's like every male cause there are men in this, but if they have the gene, they'll turn into creatures. And so they, they, they kill them at a young age. You're not allowed to have like, it's like at the age of three, if your kid has signs of something, you gotta, sorry, your kids, your kid's going to get killed. Like that's just how it's going to be. Damn. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it, ha- it definitely has like a dark uh, angle to it, but there's a movement to like keep their kids and, hide them from the government and all that kind of stuff's going on. And then also the main character is dealing with the, the fact that they have to do this. And it's, you know, I guess it hasn't been too long after the fact that this all happened. Um, so I don't know. It's interesting. Um, and it's, I, I mentioned this on Twitter. I'm not going to get too woke, but it, you have to set aside the, um, the, the negative bioessentialism of the book in order to enjoy it because obviously gender's more um it's a bigger spectrum than just binary so they kind of paint themselves into an iffy corner that is bound to uh ruffle feathers one way or the other um with with stories like this i know why the last man dealt with stuff like this and it had its fair share of criticisms despite being a critically acclaimed book so they, they have a rough road ahead of them in, in that regard. But if you set all that aside, it is a fun premise and it's a cool idea. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, you explained everything way better than, than I could. I, I, I read it and I think I talked about it on the last week's show, but, okay. but you, yeah, like I said, you explained it 
way better than I did. So thank, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> cool. I have to check that out. Yeah, Sean, we did get a we we got a review copy of that if you're interested. So. Oh, cool. I'll check it out. <laughs> So I have a book that uh, I I uh, filed under a book that makes me feel really really old, <laughs> and I actually had to look up. <laughs> Here's me googling what is Fortnite. I mean, I, I know what oh, Fort- boy. I know I know what Fortnite is, but I'm like, I, I know it's this extremely insanely popular game. And I'm like, I know nothing about the game itself. Like, what do you actually what, do? One in- of those electronic video games. <laughs> They're all the rage. <laughs> is that one of those? Is, is that one of the, uh, it's uh, a Nintendo. Is it a moving, <laughs> is it a moving picture there? Nintendo. <laughs> do you put the, do you put the nickel in the Nickelodeon there, boy? Um, no, I, I had to, I did a little research on this because there was a free copy of, the Fortnite Marvel crossover called Nexus War colon Thor. And I'm like, okay, I'm hip. I'm with it. <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. Right. I'm, I'm like, I'm going to see what this is all about. And it, it, you know, a, it was a free book. B it's written by Donnie Cates. No slouch. Okay, yeah. Yep. Um, C written or drawn by Greg land. So I'm always kind of interested to see what Greg Land is up to. Um, I have to say this actually was pretty decent, Greg Land. I I also feel like that was maybe due in part to the inker and the colorist, mm-hmm. um, but it was still pretty good. Uh, basically, th- this this kind of ties into the the first issue of the new Thor run where Thor becomes Galactus's herald because Galactus he's on a mission to consume a certain number of energy sources or planets because it's almost like the lesser of two evils because there's something there's an even even greater threat out there than Galactus like something okay. even bigger than Galactus and Galactus needs all this extra energy in order to, to fight it. So Thor is like, okay, well, I, you know, it's like I said, it's, it's lesser too. It was like, I have to help, you know, I'll be Galactus's herald to help him find energy to, to fight this greater threat. And, and I think they spun that into this crossover where they, find uh, you know galactus is drawn towards this extremely powerful and mysterious source of energy and they both get sucked into the uh that's how they cross over with with the fortnite universe i don't even know how to how to yeah, what you yeah. want to call that it's you know but they uh they, they fall into essentially the the, the game world and Immediately, the art changes to the more colorful, kind of poppy-looking mm-hmm. art. That I mean, it doesn't look like they just fell into the video game, but the art reflects the, like I said, the 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 pop and the color, the bright colors of the game. And the the interesting thing is that when they um, 
Well, when you know Thor arrives, Galactus is nowhere to be seen. He doesn't know what happens to Galactus, but he starts. Uh, you know the the these uh, characters or these you know beings start attacking him, and they're not saying anything. And but he is slowly starting to forget why he's there or even who he is. And it's this effect that the world this world is having on him, and um, he is able to send out a uh, this kind of like last ditch like emergency he calls like he sends his message through back through the portal to lady Sif on Asgard, who then is like, it, it is very like video gamey. Like, yeah. Oh, Thor needs help. I know who I'll call. And she like, she slams her, she, she like thrusts her sword into the Bifrost. And then she shows up on the Fortnite world with like Captain America, Iron Man, Wolverine, um, Dr. Doom. Um, <laughs> I forget who else. Hold on. Let me get to the page. Uh, I think Storm, She-Hulk, and Groot. Anyways, it, it's just like, oh, let's grab all the popular characters yeah. that, you know, are going to be in the video game. And um, and then as soon as they arrive, they're like, you know, they don't know Thor. They don't recognize Thor. They don't know who they are. They don't, you know. So... I don't know. It was, it was oh, and, and the uh, the last thing says to be continued in Fortnite season four. So yes. again, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> so I guess I guess seasons in video game terms is like in competitive gaming, there'll there'll be like big content upgrades, and it's like this is season one of this. Oh, okay. And like so, season four, I guess, is what they're calling the 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 online competitive scene where all the Marvel stuffs in it. Um, gotcha. That's my that's my understanding of it, at least. Yeah. So I I'm so I, I guess that you know there's not going to be another. I, I mean I don't know. Maybe they're maybe they'll do more comic book tie-ins or crossovers with they Fortnite. Might. Um, it was. I mean, again, for for a free comic, it was fun enough. I mean, it was the art was really pretty good and um. It was interesting, like an interesting premise. Uh, Galactus, he, he looks kind of awesome. He's he's got this whole new look, like he mm-hmm. still basically looks like Galactus, but instead of like kind of the the purple and black, he's more of like black and like um, almost like a like a neon pink. Okay, that sounds that doesn't sound good the way I described it, but <laughs> but to see him on the page. Did you shop at Hot Topic? Yes, yes, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, he's he, he's he's got a gauge in his ear and everything. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll I'll have to screenshot uh, okay. a page from it and show you guys. He looks pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I guess if you're a fan, if if you if you play Fortnite or if you're a fan or whatever, like, and you're also a you know a comics reader, this might appeal to you. If this is just a one and done, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Um, I probably would, you know, if, if this were to continue, I would probably read it, but it sounds like it's just, like you said, it's only going to continue in the video game. Yeah. You, yeah. You read like a hostess fruit pie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> essentially. Yeah. A, a, it's, yeah, it's essentially a 12 page advertisement. Yeah. Disney's been really big on, um, tying their properties to Fortnite, uh, for a while now, I think since the, 
the I can't remember if it was the the first end game or the second uh but they they Thanos was a playable character and then it mm. kind of went from there. Okay. Um cuz they also they did a Star Wars thing and when they talk about at the in the opening scroll of the third film um where they talk about like the the emperor's message has been heard across the galaxy blah blah blah. The Emperor's message was in Fortnite. That's the only way that you could hear it is if you played Fortnite. Hmm. It was, really? Yep. It was the Emperor's like big like I'm back. Like they revealed that in Fortnite before the movie came out, like a week before. Wow. Huh. Yeah. So they've they've had this weird like tie with promoting stuff via Fortnite and like crossovers and stuff. It's it's strange. It's a weird world. Nope. But I guess I guess if all your younger demographic of people are, are playing Fortnite, then I guess it makes sense. But but for us old people, even me, I'm just like I don't know. I was about to ask if I mean <laughs> you are a gamer. I didn't know if Fortnite fell into your purview or not. Um, I've I've thought about it, but it's it's not my style of game in general. But I see the appeal of it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it's I'm not big on uh, competitive online gaming that much. It, I, I don't need the scene from from the Avengers movie where I'm where I'm Thor yelling about like Gaylord sixty nine or something you know. <laughs> Oops. Thor, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, I know. My kid was talking about it a little bit, and she doesn't really have access to play those type of games. I know. Uh, I think a couple of her little friends and like a family friend's kid has been ever since quarantine. I think he's been playing that. So I just know something with a dab. I don't know. <laughs> I'm old yes. too. And I'm just like, I like uh, okay. Okay. I, the, you gotta, I you gotta did dab it. on those fools. <laughs> I did it. I did it. I, I found the topic that make us all sound like <laughs> senior citizens. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. We are old. <laughs> like I just look at retro games, and if I'm playing video games, it's it has an expiration date of like 2002. Yeah. No. I mean, uh, Fort, Fortnite when it was announced was it sounded like a cool game. Um, when back when it was announced, uh, it was go it was it was a game that where you had to defend off your your fort from zombies, and so you could build a fort that was like you had building mechanics and you could build walls and stuff and barricades to keep the zombies coming out and you would work together as a team and kill the zombies. And that was what it was originally going to be. And I was like, that sounds really cool. I could play that with some friends. That's, that's neat. And then um, there was another game called uh, PUBG player unknown battleground or something. And that, that game was like, Hey, do you know that movie? Um, you know, uh, the Mockingbird and Battle Royale and all that. You know, Mockingjay. Sorry, um, what the hell's the name of that movie? Uh, Hunger, Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Thank oh, you. Hunger. But then also the obviously the original Battle Royale movie, and they're like, okay, well this game is we get a hundred random people and they spawn randomly on this map and they go get all random weapons and they beat the shit out of each other and kill each other and there's one man standing. And then Fortnite saw that and was like, oh, that's really cool. We like that idea. We're gonna steal that and make it a mode. And then it became their primary game. And then it turned into whatever it is now, where it's like this juggernaut of a thing. And it really is. It's just Hunger Games, the video game, with shiny colors and dabbing. 
and and Marvel characters apparently. So it's it's very strange to see the the progression of that. Especially from it was where something I was like, oh, this is a cool little cooperative thing that I could play with people too. Oh no, it's like me versus like 100 other people, and I'm gonna have a miserable time. And so some 12 year old is gonna make fun of me. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna go back to Tetris. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of good on that too. Like Tetris. Yeah. Like I don't want to go in there. <laughs> like Tetris is the only game that you can get completely obliterated and still play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm even kind of not even used to co-op, like going online and playing with like other players I've never met. Like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of just good. Like, if I have like a Sega Genesis and a second controller, you know, someone wants to play, I'm so like, you yeah, well, you're an introvert. <laughs> <laughs> like even online stuff, that I think was it uh, my biggest game I've been playing. Uh, not to keep bringing up the pandemic, but I kind of noticed that I've stuck around with this game for some reason. It's a puzzle game called Homescapes. And okay, I think I've heard of this. I mean, it's 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 a puzzle game. Yeah. But apparently, I'm I've been playing it so much where I'm like at like seven what was it seventeen seventy eight? And wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But they'll offer like, oh, you should totally join a group. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do that. And then like other games that I've gotten off of like the the Google Play Store. And I'm like, nah, I don't feel like playing with other people. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I'll just, I just want to play for the story or yeah, go to the next level. I don't need to interact with the other cats. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm good. I don't want to find out that this person's like 14 and they're just like, dissing me because I don't have like the right loot or something. I'm <laughs> like, I just want to play, find out if there's an ending, you know, and be good. I'm like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I could segue that to you. You wanted to talk about fandom and uh, last fandom. There was some very awesome games that came out like, uh, yeah, uh, Gotham Knights looks super cool. Oh yeah, I, uh, I actually watched the. Tra- I, I I usually don't care about games at all, but I did watch the trailer for that. It looks kind of kind of cool. Uh, yeah, like I don't I don't know if it's a whole, you all get to play together or if it's online only or how it works, but it, the, the concept of you playing is everybody that's not Batman, so like Batgirl, Jason Todd, Robin, and Nightwing running around Gotham City like beating up criminals sounds like an awesome awesome time because because uh, there's probably been like 20 batman games so i'm mm-hmm. excited about the idea that you could play somebody else yeah i heard something about static shock coming through as well like I they're reviving like milestone and i'm like yep. oh cool like it's kind of about time as well like yes they they apparently messed it up with new 52 from what i've heard so Oh, I didn't know anything about that. I just yeah, knew like, like they had a very had... short run. Yeah. Well, I did yeah. know about that, but I was kind of like they're always talking about like diversifying and like yeah. they made like seven different type of Superman that come from different places, and I'm like, yeah, but you guys already have a place yeah, like that. It's called there, Milestone. Yeah. It's yeah. called uh, Icon. And I'm like, come on, man, what the hell? Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of glad they're reinvesting on that. And, 
Uh, I hope everything goes good with those comics or movie or video game and yeah. stuff like that. I'm like, I'm actually kind of amazed there hasn't been like another Static Shock TV. I mean, we got Black Lightning, but I was yeah. kind of amazed like CW didn't say like, yeah, Black Lightning's cool, but we want Static Shock. We want the young kids. So yeah, well, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to weave him into Black Lightning at some point. Yeah. Well then, uh, yeah, and then Sean Sean informed us that there's going to be a another fandom event this month on uh, what date? The actually said the 13th. next Saturday, uh, Saturday oh. September 12th. Yeah, I guess this one's supposed to cover all the CW shows because I think a lot of people were asking him like, oh yeah, you know, all they mentioned was like the movies and video games, but mm-hmm. what about their CW shows? I mean. That's been kind of like their anchor for like the last seven, eight, ten years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, it, and and you know, unfortunately, I feel like the with the pandemic, I feel like it really killed the momentum for all of those shows. I mean, it, it killed the momentum for a lot of things. Yes. Uh, yeah. Creative, creatively, but you know, all those, uh, so many TV shows had to end their seasons early. Um. And so, you know, same with, you know, all these, uh, all the CW shows that we, that we watch. Um, so, you know, coming, coming back and like, I mean, sure the, the hardcore fans are going to come back, but you know, you might have the, the, the less like, you know, the, the casual fans that are going to need reminded like, Hey, we're still here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. I, I'm, I'm, uh, excited to see what they're uh what they're coming out with uh on you know with the next fandom to see uh and if you know if there's any new shows i mean aside from just the returning things it'd be interesting to see if there's any any new shows they have in the pipeline well this was the clip that i was mentioning that uh like i said i didn't want to say nothing on there but it was like i think i saw something with um a green lantern one and new gods. And so I'm like, okay, okay. but I don't know. Like, were they animated or? Well, I've always heard that green lantern was going to be. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) That's my kid. Um, I did hear that green lantern was going to be a TV show. I think that was supposed to be the, the other spinoff from green arrow. Green lantern. He's a space cop, bud. That's cool. Yeah. Like, they were going to bring in Diggle as... Uh, yeah. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Uh, New Gods kind of threw me, because I was hearing that... Uh, was it Ava Dunave? Dunave? Duvet? Hey, Ava's the uh, name of a character at Bucked. That's true. Anyways. Um, Hello, my name is Amelia. That's true as well. You are an Amelia. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I love you. Go get your jams on. It's time for bed. Um, Kids love them, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. She likes Green Lantern. Actually, she said that she likes Aquaman. So, like, yeah. That's uh, good. good stuff. Oh, man. I remember this one time. We were trying to potty train her. And I couldn't think of a story to read to her. 
and she was like, well, what are you reading? And I was reading like some Silver Age Aquaman. So I'm like reading Aquaman to her as she's sitting on this like potty training toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, cool. That's awesome. I like Aquaman. I'm like, yeah, he's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, we had an argument one family trip about uh, Harry Potter For some reason it was Harry Potter versus the Fantastic Four and I was like your Harry Potter sucks <laughs> <laughs> and she's like oh yeah well they can't do Fantastic Four can't do this this and this and I was like oh yes they can yes they can Anyways, <laughs> new <laughs> new gods. I was kind of amazed that that was going to be incorporated with the the TV stuff. I mean, it kind yeah. of makes more sense because it's such a big premise and it's such a big thing. Uh, a TV thing would make sense more, but I kind of feel like I kind of wouldn't mind a movie. But mm -hmm. I'll take I'll take new gods either way. Movie, TV. Uh, podcast so. yeah i mean hope, I, I would assume it would be handled well enough uh i don't know anything i could compare it to off the top of my head well ava du duvet she did um uh uh not twitch in time it's um a wrinkle in time oh yeah okay that was pretty good although i didn't make it all the way through bad me okay. but i saw um this is what kind of made me think that she could really do it justice. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, she did, uh, when they see us about the central park five and okay. like that hooked me like so bad, like not bad in a bad way, but like, yeah. like I was just like on the edge of my seat, like every episode. And it was like this gut wrenching emotional roller coaster. I think I've said this on the show before, but it was just like a really like there was like, it's only five episodes, but they were just like really so well done. And just like it, it made you want to watch more. It kind of was like both. Like I kind of wanted to, like I watched the first episode and I was done. Like I was just like, Nope, I don't want to watch anymore, but I kind of was watching more. <laughs> and then, well, it was like, I want to watch more of it, but it's just so good gut-wrenchingly yeah just sure. like you know it's real life and i'm just like oh i can't watch this right now but then like weeks later i watched the rest of it and i'm just like oh my god this is like really great like even up to like like all the episodes were just great like you kind of question like wow whoa like what's happening now like what like you're watching the second episode or like i think maybe the third or fourth episode i'm sorry if i'm jumping oh, that's fine and you're like, well, what happened after? What happened to this dude? Like, there's a, I think it was the third episode. You find out what happened to four of the Central Park Five. And, like, you're thinking, like, oh, okay, well, they're going to get to this other person at the end. Like, maybe he got off or something. Like, I, I'll have to admit, like, I don't know. Like, before this, uh, miniseries i didn't know much about the central park five outside of like you know urban legends like oh yeah this thing happened you know mm -hmm. you know some bs um so i really didn't know what happened to all of them 
and then like you find out what happened to the the fifth one and you're just like oh my god and you just see like the entire episode was just devoted to this person and you're just like what <laughs> so it's a good series and that's what made me when i heard her name come up with new gods i was like okay, oh, cool awesome. she's totally gonna give this uh justice as well as a was a tom king i don't know much of his work outside of like the comic stuff but i haven't yeah. really read too many of his comics but i always hear you guys glow about him yeah and i figured it's like and i know he did a good job on mr miracle at least that's what i've been yeah. hearing oh yeah yep. Yeah, yeah, like, you should well, really read Mr. Miracle. I know. I really, I really want to. I actually liked uh, the first issue of um, of Adam Strange. I really liked that a lot, and I need to read the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I heard he was involved with the writing and she was involved with directing, and I'm like, okay, this is going to be a really good uh, movie. So, well, as long as they keep it away from you know corporate meddling then it'll be a good movie but it you know unfortunately like i don't, I don't really trust a lot of I mean, it well maybe they're on the right track now maybe with with the movies but but you know up until this point you know they the the movies were so i mean it was the whole snyder verse yeah and i mean i'm not i think they i think they're getting away from that now yeah i think they kind of realize that if they steer into the strength of those characters, like Marvel has been, I think they'll be generally okay. Like, uh, we'll see what happens with Suicide Squad with James yeah. Gunn stuff, but mm-hmm. um, like Wonder Woman was on point. Uh, Aquaman, uh, I mean, I personally, I liked Aquaman. I kind of felt like it was too much movie for me, but then again, I kind of felt like they were going to, I think the idea was like Aquaman's an absurd character. This is probably going to flop. We probably won't have a chance to do a second one. So let's just throw everything in. Do everything, even yeah. mm-hmm. like even the bongo playing octopus, let's just do it. <laughs> and they're like, yes, we can totally do that. And then it became what it was. Uh, I kind of hope they do the same with new gods as a new gods fan, I really do hope that they just steer into the crazy and just make it. You have to. It's the only way. Yeah, you have to. I just hope they don't, I hope they don't center it around Superman or Jimmy Olsen. Like I kind of hope they just like, you know what? These people really want that much to the new God stuff. Let's just chuck them out. I don't, I don't think they will. I I mean, first of all, they haven't really introduced well, they, technically, there was like Jimmy Olsen was introduced, but I think he was killed off screen in Superman, uh, Superman, Batman v Superman. That's right. And it was. I mean, they they still, you know, Superman hasn't been. He, he, he yeah, he's he's still to me like a non-issue. Like, it, it's not like Iron Man, who's who's had a a ton of screen time and everyone loves him and his character has been established like. Superman is still, I feel like he is still totally just, un, he's an unfinished character in the, in the movies. Like he, he hasn't really had a proper movie uh, no. because, you know, Man of Steel was his origin and he really only became Superman at the end and it was kind of shitty. And 
um, Batman v Superman was whatever it was. It was the thing. And, and <laughs> same with Justice League. He he you know he wasn't around for half the movie. And when he did show up at the end, or in you know in the second half of Justice League, it's like he was very much Superman. But what was that? Thirty minutes, thirty forty minutes yeah. that we got of of like a decent Superman. So you know they they need to put the Superman house in order first before they start farming him out to other properties. You know, like yeah. I mean, like I said, they they could get away with doing that with Iron Man because. Iron Man is established. I mean, he's three of his own movies, you know, multiple Avengers movies. I mean, you know, multiple cameos in other movies. Um, You know, he's, he's a proven, he's a proven quantity. Whereas Superman is still like, Oh, I don't even know what, what we're getting with this guy. Yeah. Which is, I kind of always find a shame because they always, that's always comes up like, oh, we really don't know what to do with Superman. And I'm like, just look out the window. Like right now would have probably been the perfect thing for Superman to be Superman. Like he is an immigrant and he is a, a newsmaker. Like that's like the biggest thing right now. And yet, no, we have no idea. I guess we'll just have to figure out yeah. what kind of big person he has to fight and have him fall in love with Lois Lane. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. But, yeah. All right. Well, uh, before, uh, I think before we close up, I think, uh, is, is Kate still around? <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. here. She's, okay. she's <laughs> making sure. I'm going to shake her. <laughs> hey, wake up. <laughs> nudge, nudge Kate. Um, there, you wanted to, you wanted to mention something, right? Yes. So for those who, uh, are not aware, there's a show called Lovecraft Country. Uh, it's not just by Jordan Peele, but a lot of people will recognize that name. Uh, but I believe it's front run by Misha Green, but it is essentially an HBO show about Lovecraftian tales in the Jim Crow South. It's very pulp. Um, It has a stellar cast, uh, notably Journey Smollett. Oh, Courtney B. Vance is in it. And uh, for anyone into any kind of sci-fi, which has always had a tinge of politics, Mm -hmm. even though not everyone has noticed that, it is a very fantastic show. There's only three episodes in, so if you haven't watched it and you have access to HBO to be able to watch it, go get caught up and then keep on trucking. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's that's definitely on my list of things to watch. My long list of things to watch, but uh, <laughs> it's so good. Great. Yeah, I I feel like it's one of those things. Like I I need to just it. I watched the trailer for it and I'm like, okay, this is something that I would have to like sit down no distractions and yeah. just like focus on, cause it looks really intense. It, I, I will say through the, the, the interesting part about this is the way that it's been going is it's very episodic. Yes. Like each episode really is a self-contained story and there's a greater whole, but it's, I was surprised the things that happened in the second episode, like resolved themselves in the second episode. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, okay. Cause I was like, Oh, the second episode, here's where we're going to get to the main story. And they're like, yeah, no, no, no. We'll, we kind of touch on it, but then the third thing was like a totally separate yes. sub story, which is really good. 
So it's kind of cool that way, I think. Okay. It's like a whole bunch of separate little vignettes and is it, stuff. Is it is is the entire season? No, they don't drop the entire season like Netflix. No, yeah, like, like yeah, it's only three episodes so far. Okay, yep. gotcha, gotcha. And is it like gonna be like a ten episode thing or? That's my guess. Sure. That, that would be my educated guess. Yeah, I don't know off the top of my head how how long it's supposed to go. Okay. But I would I would say whatever a traditional HBO show like Westworld or Game of Thrones would last. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Well, I will. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out because I've I've recently within the past couple of weeks I recently subscribed to HBO Max, so I've been just digging through oh, that. There you go. Um, I told Jared last week I I finally watched Shazam. Um, I finally watched Joker, and oh. I'm halfway through uh, Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey. Okay. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. How'd you like Where's Shazam? One stop shop for DC. Yeah, really. Uh, uh, Shazam, I I liked from beginning to end. Um, Joker, I I would give the first hour like a C, maybe like a C plus. I would give the second hour like a B plus, A minus. Like I, I I enjoyed the second hour of Joker way more than the first hour of Joker. And um, Harley Quinn, I'm still like I said, I'm still watching, so I haven't I haven't uh. I you know, don't have a, a final grade for that one yet. So still so, taking fun fact. The lead actress in um, Lovecraft country is in the Harley Quinn birds of prey movie. Oh, who is she in uh, Harley Quinn? Uh, Black Canary. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Okay. Well, um, anyone have anything else before we uh, wrap things up? Um, I'm, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that could be good. I mean, I, I was going to go over Amazing Joy Buzzards, but eh. well, maybe maybe save that for next time. Yeah, we're already at it. We're almost at an hour and a half. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> blame it all on Amelia. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Amelia. Yeah. You you ate up my my Amazing Joy Buzzards time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she wants to have me look at her sing Yankee Doodle Dandy, and I'm like, no. I've seen that. <laughs> you tell me when you start playing Coachella. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, before we wrap up, I'm just going to mention real quick uh, to, uh, if you'd like to help us out and give us a review, it only takes a minute to give us a five-star rating on um, Apple podcasts and, or a review and it goes a long way in you know, helping other people discover the show and you can do it right from your phone or uh, wherever you listen to the show. And you can also support the show by checking out our merch or you can make a one-time donation and any amount to our uh, Kofi account. And those links are always in our show notes. So check those out. And um, that is all I have. So this has been episode 363 of the comic book pit podcast i'm dan and tonight we had sean see ya kate bye and link hey everybody thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time